0: Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15 minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 325. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news. The FBI says Russian attackers are scanning and pose a current threat to U.S. energy systems. Apple released fixes for two zero days affecting Macs, iPhones, and iPads. They are critical CVEs that lead to code execution with kernel privileges. Update your devices immediately if you have not. Be sure to tell your loved ones to do so as well. There's a critical RCE zero day in the Java Spring framework that can result in the complete takeover of a targeted system. You wanna patch that one immediately as well. Vanta, making security compliance easier to manage. There's so many compliance platforms on the market, yet not all are created equal. As a leader in compliance automation, we know exactly what features to look for when choosing an automated platform. We've compiled a list of the biggest differentiators to check for, and we explain how each feature works in order to make your job more efficient as you go through the compliance process. Check out our guide to the five must-haves in an automated security platform, and you can download this from this week's newsletter. There's also a critical RCE and Sophos firewall, which allows you to execute arbitrary code on the firewall. Sophos says a few companies in South Asia have been targeted with this attack, and Sophos reached out to them to tell them directly. Ukraine's Defense Ministry Directorate of Intelligence leaked personal data for 620 alleged Russian FSB agents. A leak from a Russian food delivery app called Yandex Food shows the dining habits of Russian secret police. Yandex said the leak came from an internal employee and includes data on around 50,000 users. Building Cat got a hold of the leaked data and was able to find GRU phone numbers, officer details associated with the Russian government. And then further link that data to addresses that confirm their identities. And Anonymous says they've leaked 15 gigabytes of data on the Russian Orthodox Church's charitable wing. And if you're wondering why I sound like this, I am sick for the first time since the pandemic. Do not have COVID, according to the many tests that I've taken. More like a sinus infection. But that's why you're getting Leonard Cohen this morning. Technology news. The train system in the Netherlands had an IT outage, which shut down the entire train system. Quote, it is unfortunately not possible to run any trains today. End quote. Human news. The U.S. economy added 431,000 jobs in March, bringing the unemployment rate down to 3.6%. It looks like the supply chain issues might get a lot worse before it was COVID, and now it's another outbreak in China combined with the war in Ukraine. More than a million containers used to go from Europe to China by train through Russia, and now they're being rerouted by sea, and over 120 container vessels are stuck in Shanghai due to COVID. EverStream Analytics, which looks at these sorts of things, says these events will have an effect similar to the Suez Canal blockage problem in 2021. Hubble found the most distant star ever at 12.9 billion light-years away. And the star has been named Arendelle from Tolkien. It's at least 50 times the mass of the sun and around a million times brighter. The coolest part is that we wouldn't have been able to see this at all. And I was wondering about this as well. Like, how would you see a star that far away as compared to like a galaxy? But it turns out there's a massive galaxy cluster in between the star and us. And it's like directly in the middle. And it's producing such a massive gravity well or a gravity distortion, that it's functioning like a magnifying glass. So, so that gravity lens is magnifying the brightness of the star thousands and thousands of times, and that's why we're able to see it. The human genome has now been mapped completely. You might've thought that we did that already, a long time ago, but the last 8% or so took a very long time. And a lot of that was what we called junk DNA, comprised of 151 base pairs of sequence data. A new study in nature shows that COVID spike proteins create cognitive decline and anxiety in mice. Anxiety-like features, what they said. In a new study in the New England Journal of Medicine, and the largest study of its kind, ivermectin has been shown to be completely ineffective against COVID. Really interesting one here, I didn't put this in the show, but the two Weinsteins, Eric Weinstein and Brett Weinstein, are arguing about this. Openly on Twitter. So basically Eric Weinstein posted this new study and said, I'm not happy about this, but here here are the numbers. Like it doesn't look like it works. And Brett Weinstein, who's been pushing Ivermectin all over the internet forever, responds and says, you know, essentially he says I'm disappointed that you would go for such a, a crappy study and this doesn't change anything. So they proceed to have this fight and at one point one of the brothers is like, Oh, by the way, you still have my number So they're fighting about vaccine science. They're both PhDs. They both came out of the same human. It's like so crazy to me. (laughs) They're just openly fighting on the internet and they're not texting each other, not calling each other or or whatever at that moment, right? Anyway, very, very strange. And in my mind, sad because here you have two of the smartest people, you know, I mean, top level intelligence. From both of them, obviously. And they can't get along. And they're in the same family. And they share so many things together. They're both PhDs. They cannot talk to each other. It just makes me sad. Content ideas and analysis a custom contact sharing system. So I created a custom personal contact system for sharing my phone number, email address, and contact photo through a V card when I meet someone new. Like I was going to actually do this with like a QR code and then put it on like a titanium card, like a custom card or something. And then I would just pull out the card and someone could scan it with their phone and that would work. But I decided to do it with my phone instead. So I created a shortcut and the QR code and a bunch of server side stuff. And now I could just double tap the back of my phone and a QR code comes up. And when someone scans it, it will download my V card. And my buddy Clint reinforced my earlier idea of having two versions of this. So maybe if I triple tap, it gives like the more sensitive version that has my phone number. And if I double tap, it only gives email address and photo. So I think that's pretty smart. Anyway, looking forward to using this, hopefully with conferences coming up, although it looks like we're about to have another COVID spike. So that's unpleasant. We'll see how much that hits us or if it's only a small bump. I think contact-wise, the best possible situation is actually NFC built right into the iPhone. So you do some sort of similar shortcut and then you just touch the other person's phone and the contact goes over. That would also be nice to have for medical records, by the way. Next story here, my gaming idea. And this is from 2006. So I just remembered a gaming idea I had back in 2006 that reminds me a lot of what we're now calling Metaverse. It's a pretty fun read. Also reminded me that I printed out multiple copies of this post and mailed it to my friends as copyright. And uh, yeah, pretty hilarious. And I just told Andrew about it, who you've heard before talking about crypto on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, I actually remember receiving one of those packets. So interesting. It touched on a few of the metaverse things. It wasn't a perfect prediction, although nobody knows what it is anyway. That helps. Next one here, thinking about the future of InfoSec version 2022. A look at how I see InfoSec unfolding in coming decades, broken down by org structure, technology, regulation, insurance, automation, AI, and other factors. If you like InfoSec and you like thinking about where it's going, this is a piece for you. Next one, remote at the office. Employees are returning to the office just to sit on Zoom calls. I think what companies and employees are about to figure out is that going to an office works best in like a hyper-local scenario, like we had in the 1950s, or in a lot of places even up till like 10, 20 years ago. That means a company where you have a physical office, and the vast majority of the employees work physically in that office. But not only that, that's not actually enough. They also don't interact much with people who don't work in that location. This means if you have multiple branches where people collaborate cross-branch, or you want to hire better people by including remote workers, you instantly lose the legacy value of going into the office. It's still cool to go to the local office every once in a while. If you happen to know a colleague there, you can get a beer or lunch or whatever, dinner. But fewer and fewer companies are going to have an on-site advantage collaboration-wise simply because there are multiple branches or there's multiple offices like I worked at Apple and there's like, what, hundreds of Apple offices just in the Bay Area. So when you go into the office, you only get to work with people in that particular office. And if someone lives slightly further away, they might be in another office building. And what that means is that anywhere you go into an office, you'll still be on Zoom calls, whether you're on Zoom calls with someone 10 miles away or someone up in Seattle when you're in the Bay Area or someone who's in Idaho and they work remotely, or they're in Singapore. doesn't matter. If they're not locally in the same exact office, you're on Zoom anyway, so why not stay home? Notes. So I'm really psyched about these new Schlag, or Schlage, smart door locks. They're one of the first locks that use the home key feature within the Apple ecosystem, and it's basically NFC-based lock functionality. So you walk up to your lock and swipe with your phone or your watch, even without re-authenticating to the phone. If you have express mode enabled, and it just opens your door. And I've been waiting for this forever. I think some auto unlock stuff is cool. And like I currently use August locks, but I'm probably going to switch over to these whenever they become available. And good news, bad news? Good news is my podcast surpassed 1 million downloads. The bad news is that took the entire time I've been doing the podcast. So those are my all time stats. So, definitely over a million now, and that's cool, but I wish they were my monthly stats, like making sense in My First Million and some other, you know, top 10, top 20 podcasts. That would be nice, but I'll take it. Discovery. A collection of pen tests, contracts, and NDAs for freelancers. The secrets of lasting friendships. The jokes that have made people laugh for thousands of years. Quote, I would like to be paid like a plumber end quote. Learn about concept maps. This is what I've been looking to do with my concepts page forever. And it's the reason I'm so excited about moving my PKM to Obsidian. The ultimate personal security checklist. The tech interview prep industry. Dual 75-inch 4K TV floor computing. Recon. Recon FTW. A recon automation system that focuses heavily on subdomain enumeration before heading into vulnerability assessment. And CICD, Dagger, a Lego-like dev kit for building powerful, repeatable, and portable CICD pipelines. And the recommendation of the week, if you've ever thought about getting into solar for your house, now might be the time. I recently priced 4.8 kilowatt hours worth of solar panels plus a Tesla Powerwall for around $21,000 depending on your house and how much sun you get that can get you between 50 and hundred percent of your daily energy use and massively reduce your reliance on the grid I think the overtime savings element is less of a sell because it'll take a while to earn back twenty one thousand dollars worth of energy spend my big thing is peace of mind against outages combined with adding to the resale value of the house and I currently have 18 sun power panels and two Tesla batteries and honestly, I couldn't recommend this more. And the aphorism for the week. History is the discovering of the principles of human nature. History is the discovering of the principles of human nature. David Hume. We'll see you next week.